On January 27th, as Washington College neared the beginning of the 2021 spring semester, the Board of Visitors and Governors Chair Stephen Golding officially sent out a campus-wide email formally announcing that the college will now be searching for a permanent replacement in the role of college president, a position that has been temporarily filled by interim president Wayne Powell since August 2020. According to the email, Golding has stated the board will be looking for, quote, an individual with strong academic credentials and a history of success in managing a college or university with a commitment to the liberal arts, end quote, and will begin devising a presidential search committee incorporating an inclusive group of representatives from the WAC campus community to further help make this decision by the 2021-2022 academic year. Today, I will be talking with Student Government Association Executive Board members William Reed and Catherine D. Roser as to what to expect from the search, what qualities the college is looking for in a permanent resident, and when the campus can expect throughout the process. I am your host, Olivia Montez, and this is Washington College Weekly. My guests today are SGA Executive Board members, Senior William Reed and Junior Catherine D. Roser. Will, Catherine, thank you for being with us today. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is really cool. So first up, how would you describe your position and your involvement in the WAC Student Government Association? So I am currently honor board chair, but I used to be a senator. And before that, I was an onboard panelist chair. So I run and oversee hearings. I work with Greg Kokorian, who is the dean of students. We discuss potential campus violations and cases, and we determine if anything needs to come my way. If any student elections happen, I count ballots and everything. I effectively operate as like the judicial branch of the campus government. Well, I really wouldn't say I'm that involved in student government. However, I am involved in student life, being a member of Zeta Tau Alpha, being a peer mentor, dabbling in different clubs and organizations. So first off, I thought it would be appropriate to start with this discussion with the campus-wide email that was forwarded from the WAC president's office on January 27th from the desk of Steve Golding, who is the chair of Board of Visitors and Governors. And in that said email, the board announced that they would formally begin a search for a permanent president of the college in time for the next academic year. What was your initial reaction when you received this email this past month? And how do you anticipate what will happen next in regards to the search? Like a lot of people, I was a bit surprised at the timing of it, like the semester just started. And so I think initially it was a little bit of worry, but then, you know, as I've been sitting in on some of these things and learning, I think it came at a good time. We knew it was bound to happen. President Powell was hired as an interim president, so we knew he probably wouldn't be a permanent position. And I know right now that the board is undergoing creating a search committee composed of students, faculty, staff, board members, and alumni to oversee the process of hiring the permanent president. I think what I first thought when I read the email was that it's a good idea that we should be looking for somebody who's going to be here permanently. I think what we really need as this college is somebody who can stick around and make long-term change. So I thought good on them for getting started on this long process. I definitely wish we could have had a permanent president chosen during this confusing time, but I'm at least happy that they're getting started looking. So in the email, the board also stated that for candidates to be considered, some of the key qualities these members are looking for in the next president include, but not limited to, quote, strong leadership in our personal skills, a demonstrated track record of building and empowering leadership teams in times of crisis, 
excellent communication skills and the ability to engage and work with faculty, students, staff, alumni, and other interested parties, a commitment towards sponsoring and promoting initiatives around diversity, equity, inclusion, and a command of higher education finances, ensuring the college was making sound financial decisions. What other additional qualities should the board consider when choosing and ultimately narrowing down the selection of candidates? You know, I think something that would be definitely helpful, but not a requirement is somebody who may have gone to a school that has a similar culture to our school, someone who would understand the nuances of going to a small liberal arts college. Again, I don't know if that is a mandatory thing, but it would certainly help the students be able to connect with a future president. Besides that, I really think they hit the nail on the head with the whole communication skills Not just someone who has the ability to have great communication skills, but someone who is ready to use them at any time. Somebody who can talk about the rough issues, someone who can be vulnerable with us and be, you know, honest. I think that is just as important as being able to stand up and project an idea to the whole community. The email had also mentioned that the board will also take into account the current experiences of both interim president Wayne Powell and the interim provost Michael Harvey throughout the course of this and the current semester for the search. Based on your overall impressions of these two individuals, which of their own caliber should the board also consider in this search? I haven't interacted with President Powell really um, at all, but I will say I sit on the Washington College History Project, the Acknowledge Groups. I interact with Professor Harvey, and I found that he is someone who's always ready, prepared, again, always has ideas and is constantly thinking about how to make this campus a better place. I think just having those qualities, especially if Professor Harvey does continue to sit in that position next year, I think someone who has the same kind of qualities devoted to not just making colleges or even liberal arts institutions a better place, but making Washington College specifically a better place. Like they'll work really well together and we'll see hopefully work getting done. And based on what we have witnessed over the past two semesters alone, both in terms of transfers of power, constantly adjusting and readjusting concerning the COVID-19 pandemic, and attempts to acknowledge racial injustice and equality, as well as the threat to complete safety and security of students of color on campus, what do you feel should be an appropriate action or series of actions that the future president should use to effectively address these problems onto the student body? I think maybe something that could be done in some kind of caliber is to have an even larger group of people discussing this issue in a way that includes the Chestertown community and maybe even includes members of the board. So everyone is on the same page about what Washington College needs to do to change things and keep things changing just so that everyone who's involved with Washington College and everyone who's involved in Chestertown is aware of the things that we think can be improved and our students are requesting be improved, like uh, topics of safety, the racial incidents that have been happening. We just want everyone to be aware of them and be aware that we need to be doing something else about it to keep them from happening in the future. In January, the students in the narrative journalism class for the fall semester had also released a podcast called Transparency Trap, which briefly paraphrasing grants audiences an in-depth perspective detailing the lack of 
as the title suggests, effective and transparent communication between Washington College administration and the student body concerning both current and still ongoing issues on campus grounds. What were your initial thoughts regarding the podcast itself, as well as that mentioned lack of response from members of the current WAC administration, including interim President Powell? The podcast, first of all, really intrigued me because I had just done my theater thesis as an audio play, so I knew the difficulties that they had doing that, so I was very impressed with how it came together. I was happy that they had the passion to make this project. I was talking with some friends, and I worried that, you know, as it was an entirely virtual semester, that people wouldn't have the gung-ho, the drive to do things that were out there, and this was out there. I definitely think it was a well-done piece of narrative journalism. From my understanding with journalism, you need to find something that people are interested in and want to read slash hear slash listen about. So this was definitely something that obviously, as we saw, was on people's minds. So I think it definitely did what it set out to do, and it effectively engaged with the student body, its target audience. So I'm very proud uh, of the work they did for that. And I do wish the faculty had at least acknowledged, not necessarily just because it was negative, but I think even if it was just like a positive piece, it was some rigorous investigation done by the students into the college. And I think some acknowledgement would have been nice. But regardless, I do hope this this is a good conversation starter for hopefully when we get that new president, maybe not this, but knowing this happened for a better transparency on campus between students and the administration. And during the accompanying forum that was hosted by those same individuals who created the podcast two days after the email announcing the presidential search came out on January 29th, students and other fellow community members had voiced particular instances throughout the podcast in which communication between administration and students was nearly, if not completely, absent from the equation, including but not limited to the COVID-19 pandemic, threats to the safety and security of students of color on campus, layoffs of WAC faculty and staff members, and responding and taking appropriate action to protecting those who have experienced sexual violence on campus. How should any upcoming candidates for this position seek to improve this near absence in communication between members of the WAC and surrounding communities? I think first and foremost, again, it comes to, as we've been talking about the students, and I think Anyone being interviewed or across the table needs to know that these are concerns of ours and at least empathize with them and respect them. They don't really have to necessarily agree with all of them, although that would be lovely, but just understand that one, we feel this way, two, our feelings and thoughts are valid as we are members of this community, and three, each of them needs to be heard out in a respectful way. Which is another thing I get from the campus is that students don't always feel like they're being heard on campus. So. Again, students need to be foremost in the mind of these candidates because, you know, if students are happy, better campus life, we get more students in, and that's more money for the college in the long run. So I think it's just a win-win to have students be happy in general. There was also mentioned during the discussion forum in which, because there was such a consistent shift between who was in charge, the college itself was struggling to find some stability in proceeding towards initiating permanent beneficial change on campus building trust with the student body, effectively establishing relationships between all current and incoming members at WAC, and ultimately bringing about long-term goals aside a branch of short-term goals to make the campus at least a little bit more stable, as mentioned before. What other reoccurring patterns have you felt that you have noticed regarding leadership at the college, regarding these transitions of power, and lacking in certain aspects. 
I mean, definitely the first year I got here and Kurt was relatively new and I was talking to some students about, you know, what was their life like on campus as I was getting to know the place. And I heard from them that like they feel like with the transition, little to nothing has been accomplished. And that's partially the mindset because, again, I think transparency comes into this a, a tiny bit. One, I don't think everything is being shared with students that we would like to know. And sometimes it might just be things that not necessarily that they're withholding from us, but that might just be things that they feel that might not need to come to our attention, if that makes sense, which isn't necessarily, again, I don't think they're being like, they don't need to know this, but it might just be like things that they feel like we don't need to concern ourselves with. But as we've seen on campus, the student body wants to be involved in the college. And sometimes we're, we feel we are involved to the degree where it is beyond necessity, for lack of a better term. I know that some students feel they have to get over-involved because the college isn't doing enough or they don't know enough. So the students are doing more work to get that information. Whereas I think if they just got it in the first place, it'd be better. I also know we are a small campus, so I think word of mouth is really, really fast. So I've known several things that have happened where like, I know something has happened on campus before an email gets sent out about it 10 hours later. And it's like, well, we already knew that, but, <laughs> and we knew that because we're so small. So like, it's sort of like rapid fire here. So I think that, that's just a problem of being a small community, which isn't bad, of course, but just that information in a nice, organized, neat format may not come as quickly as we would like it to. What do you believe should be the main focus or focuses of not only the board when they're selecting potential candidates for this position, but for those who actually apply for it? I think the board, when choosing a president, they should ask the candidate the type of questions that they would be challenged with as a president of the college. Some hypothetical ones, like how would you react to this happening on our campus? What would you do if we had continued racial incidents on campus? What would you do if coronavirus continued and we would have to close the school or we would have to make some kind of change? Really zero in on those issues that are really important right now and will be important for a long time. It might be difficult to find a candidate who is able to do all the things that we would like. One of the final points that was made within the email is that the board is aiming to find a permanent resident for this position of president by next academic year, which would be 2021 to 2022. Do you feel that this is an achievable goal? Do you feel like that by this deadline, the board will find a president that strives to actively and appropriately represent the entire WAC campus as a whole and abide by the wants and needs of the students? Or will this require more time to find that candidate that is suitable for this position? I know, I will say that, that, as I mentioned, they're already gathering that search committee. They're are, they are also making strides in reaching out to potential candidates. And so I think it is feasible. It, I know currently the time period is, I think, within the next five months is what I understand is when. So maybe not by the end of the semester, but definitely the plan is to the, get them the new president sometime in the summer is what it's looking like, which I'm hoping that they are able to hire the president while some students are still on campus, maybe for graduation or before the new school year would be best to think so they can get a lay of the land of the campus. Because as we said, while COVID is happening and is here, it will hopefully have gotten better by then. So I think it will be a bit more of an active campus. Well, Will, Catherine, thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate your insight. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. I hope I can learn more about how the school picks a president what's happening in the long term, like maybe over the rest of the semester and the summer, I hope to learn more from the school about what they're doing. On February 4th, SGA had sent out a campus-wide email encouraging members of the student body to apply for the open positions of student representatives, extending its deadline to February 9th 
so a wide variety of individuals who want to make their voices heard during the search process have the opportunity to apply. As of February 18th, accepted applications have been notified and are currently under review. Upon submitting two names to Golding, SGA will inform those selected to serve on the search committee alongside three nominated faculty members and will officially begin the presidential search as soon as possible. This has been Washington College Weekly. I'm your host, Olivia Montez, and I will see you next week.